This is Hungry Gen Podcast, and I just want to thank you for joining us today. Here at HG, our vision is to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. And I want to talk to you today about how can this be? The angel comes to Mary and says, you will have a child. Now she's engaged, but she has not known men intimately. That tells you right away something about purity. Being engaged does not give you a license to live in sexual sin. And the fact that she was engaged and she says, I, I can't have a child because me and Joseph aren't having sexual relationship tells me that sex is reserved for marriage. That's in the Christmas story right there. She says, how can this be? How can I have a child if I don't know a man? And I want you to see what the angel responds. Verse 35, then the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. The Holy Ghost will come upon you. I want to share with you briefly five short thoughts concerning the Holy Ghost. How can this be? Number one, God's answer to the impossible situation is the Holy Spirit. How can my daughter be saved when she says, I will never go to church? How can my son, who just came out as homosexual, again become Christian? How can I, who I just got a diagnosis from the doctor, that I have a cancer? Maybe you're here today and you're saying, I got a diagnosis from the doctor, I have a cancer. How can this be? How can I be healed? How can my family be restored? How can I, who struggle with depression, my father struggled with depression, his father struggled with depression, overcome this? How can I break the cycle of poverty? I don't know what the future holds. How can this be? And God's angel says, I have a solution for you. That solution is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will come upon you and something will happen that never happened before. Something will happen that you cannot make it happen. Something will happen that is impossible. Why? Because the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout, Holy Ghost. Now, this is Christmas. Some of you say, Holy Ghost. What is that? Well, you know ghosts. That's not strange, right? Everybody knows ghosts. They hunt people. They hurt people. Spirits of fear, spirits of depression, demons are real and demons cause problems and God comes to us through an angel and tells us this, that the Holy Spirit is going to bring about change. We believe in the virgin birth, but we believe also in the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the real person who now does miracles in our midst. If you don't believe in miracles, you don't believe in Christmas. Everything about Christmas story is supernatural. Virgin birth is supernatural. Angel coming to Mary is supernatural. These are not fairy tales. Angel coming to Joseph is supernatural. Elizabeth being pregnant in her old age is supernatural. Wise men being led by a star, though that was physical, but somebody re reordered that star and that's supernatural. God speaking to wise men in the dream, don't go back to Herod, he's going to deceive you, that was supernatural. God coming to Joseph and say, Joseph, I want you to take baby Jesus and flee to Egypt because somebody's hunting for him, that was supernatural. I want to tell you something, if you're connected to Jesus, you're connected to supernatural. If you're connected to the Bible, you're connected to supernatural. Your life does not have to be natural. It can be supernatural. 
That's why expect supernatural. And if you have problems in your life, the doctors cannot fix, a therapist cannot fix, and you're trying your best to get out of debt cannot fix, there's someone that can fix it. His name is the Holy Ghost. If you're battling a cycle with your health right now, and this cycle has been running from one family to another family, one generation to another, and it's too powerful than you, it's not too powerful than the Holy Ghost. And you may say, how can this be? How can I lose this weight? How can I come out of this debt? How can I provide for my family? How can I get healing for this disease? God's answer to you is the Holy Ghost. In Zechariah, it says the following, And he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Excuse me, John. Excuse me, Lucia. Excuse me, to you. This is the word of the Lord to you. Not by might and not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Where's the worship team? Or somebody on the piano? The first service was, I was a lot calmer and they had piano. The second service, I'm worked up and there's no piano. I mean, not that I need piano, I have you guys. You're my piano right now. I want you to notice this. God says to Zerubbabel, not by might and not by power. Can I add it? Not by education and not by connections. Not by your abilities and not by your efforts. Meaning there is so much you can do. There is so much broccoli and steps you can take. There is so much of financial strength that you have to pay down your debt. There is so much medication you can take to fight this disease. Not by might and not by power. When you've done your might and you've done your power, God says, I have the Holy Ghost. It's not by might and it's not by power. Our church is not experiencing what it's experienced today because of our might and because of our power. It is the power of the Holy Ghost. Some people believe in white power, some believe in black power, some believe in green power. We believe in the Holy Ghost power. It is the power that sets the captives free. It is the power that turns a drug addict into a person that is not drug addict. Takes a son that is alcoholic and makes them sober. Takes Moses, who's a murderer, and makes him a missionary. Takes Paul, who hates Christians, and makes him an apostle. That power is the Holy Ghost power. Don't, the de don't let the devil lie to you. The witchcraft, that crystals, the Ouija boards, necromancy. And that power will help you to get disease. That power will give you demons. That power will pollute you. There is only one holy power. Healthy power. Happy power. It's the Holy Holy Ghost power. How can this be? 13 years us not having a baby. How can this be? When the young lady came paralyzed neck down. Six months and the doctor says you will be a vegetable. How can she walk? And she's in her midst today walking the Holy Ghost. When you are terrorized by nightmares during the night. And you will say all my life I've known intrusive thoughts. All my life I've known sexual perverted incubus succubus dreams. How could I ever be free? The Holy Ghost. 
Maybe you are in that age right now, you want to get married, but it's past your biological time. You've never had a boyfriend. You say, but I desire, how can this be? The Holy Ghost. I'm not saying you'll marry the Holy Ghost. I'm saying Holy Ghost will help you to get married. Maybe you cannot have children and it's been a long time. The doctors have said that you are barren. How can this be? The Holy Ghost. Maybe your child has declared, came out of the closet and says, I am lesbian or I am transgender, athe atheist, agnostics, don't believe in your God, mom and dad. And you say, I can't reach my child anymore. They blocked me. How can this be? The Holy Ghost. God's answer for what you think is impossible is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is God's answer. And then the angel said, for with God, nothing is impossible. We believe in miracles. Christmas is about miracles. Yes, Christmas is about Jesus dying on the cross, being born so he can die. But something broke after Jesus was born. 400 years of dead silence. No more thus says the Lord for 400 years until Christ is about come on the scene. Everything shifts. Angels begin to appear. Dreams and visions begin to appear. Zechariah begins to have an angelic visitation. His wife is pregnant with the baby. Joseph are peasants. Mary and Joseph just a regular average Joes but God begins to visit them. They experience the miracles. It's not the priest the scholars and the educated it's the everyday people begin to encounter the impossible becomes available why the Holy Ghost in the last days says the Lord I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh meaning God is saying in the last days it will not only happen to Mary and Joseph it will happen to you and I I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh they will dream dreams they will see visits they will walk in the supernatural and these signs will follow those who believe they shall lay hands on the sick they shall speak in new tongues they shall cast out demons if they drink anything poisonous it shall not hurt them somebody shout Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost this church believes in the Holy Ghost we're not ashamed of the Holy Ghost nor his power other people are not ashamed of coming out of the closet we're not ashamed of coming out of our spiritual closet and to talk about the Holy Spirit People can strip naked today on OnlyFans and not ashamed of that. We can be clothed in righteousness today and not be ashamed of the power of the Holy Ghost. We are not ashamed of speaking in tongues. We are not ashamed of being touched by the Holy Ghost. We are not ashamed of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. But not only we're not ashamed, we expect Him to encounter our lives. The second thing I want you to see is our confession matters because after the angel said the Holy Ghost will come upon you the power of Most High will overshadow you I want you to see verse 38 then Mary said behold the main serve the maid servant of the Lord let it be to me according to the doctor's report that's not what she said let it be to me according to my income let it be to me according to my education. Let it be to me according to what my ex said. 
Let it be to me according to what the naysayers, the backbiters, and the haters say. No, 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 no. Let it be to me according to my circumstances. No, 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 no. Let it be to me according to my mood. No. Let it be to me according to your word. When you believe in the power of the Holy Ghost, when you believe that there is power greater than any other power, New Agers call it higher power. We call it the power of the Holy Ghost. You must submit yourself to the verdict of God's Word. Confession matters. It's not that if you name it, you can claim it. If you blab it, you can grab it. If you possess it, if you confess it, you can possess it. I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is this. When you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, the second thing has to shift and it's what happened with Mary. Your mouth cannot destroy what your heart believes in. The Bible says with heart we believe, with mouth we confess. Let this book of the law not depart from your mouth, God says to Joshua, but meditate in it day and night. That means your confession matters. It's okay to complain once in a while, but if you are a complainer, you will abort your miracle. It's okay to have a hard day and bring your complaints to the altar. Say, God, I'm hurting. Where are you, God? But make sure that that complaining ends with, God, you are good and your mercy endures forever. I trust in you, Lord. Though he slay me, I will trust in him. Your mouth matters. That's why Israel came out of the Egypt and they whined for 40 years. But Jesus came out into wilderness and he warred for 40 days. You can extend your hardship by speaking what you feel. Or you can shorten your difficulty by speaking what he said. When you speak God's word to your situation, when you speak to the mountain, and sometimes you don't have to speak to your mountain, speak to your soul, speak to your own self. David did that many times. You would see David complaining to God and David switches and he says, Oh my soul, why are you disquieted inside of me? Meaning, hey, what's up? What's happening there? He said this, worship God, bless the Lord, oh my soul. That means David is speaking to his own self and says, come on, come on, worship God. I know you're discouraged. I know you're not in the mood. I know you don't want to go to church, but come on, you can do this. That means David didn't live in his feelings. He guarded and commanded his feelings. See, when you walk in the Holy Ghost, you don't have to walk in your mood. You can speak to your emotions. You can speak to your circumstances. You come to your house and something is moving. The chairs and curtains by themselves are moving. I hear voices. You can speak to that and tell devil, Get out of my house! Why? Because when you walk in the Holy Spirit, your confession, your speech is in accordance to God's Word. What would happen if the dominant words that come out of your mouth are more in line, not with your circumstances, but with God's Word? Cancer is progressing. By His stripes, I was healed. This doesn't mean you deny the sickness. 
It doesn't mean, no, I'm not going to get medical help. No, that's not what we're talking about. We are not talking about, I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'm not going to take medicine. I am not going to take care of myself. We are not talking about what we're saying is that you can switch your speech and say, I agree with God's word. I disagree with these symptoms. I disagree with this reality. I'm not ignoring this reality. I hate it. Why? Because I love God's truth. I love God's word. I love Jesus' promise. And God's word will prevail. Number three. Mary said, let it be according to your word, Lord. And then number three. Praise God in the hallway. What is the hallway? Hallway is when you're waiting to get into the room. Mary says, how can this be? God's angel says, Holy Ghost. She says, okay, that makes sense. Totally. I don't know. I still don't know how that's going to happen. But she says, let it be to me according to your word. For those of you who are maybe Catholics and you like Mary a lot, Mary believed in the Holy Ghost. Mary believed in living by the word of God. And we all Protestants should also imitate Mary. We don't worship Mary. We don't pray to Mary. But we should honor her faith by trusting in the power of the Holy Spirit to do in our life what only Holy Spirit can do. Somebody make some noise for God. We trust in God's Word. And then Mary goes to Elizabeth. Now watch this. In verse 46... Mary has not given birth yet. Mary is still prego. Mary is still pregnant. And the Bible says Mary breaks out in praise. Now compare Mary to Zechariah. Zechariah, when the angel came and said, Zechariah, you're going to have a son. He says, not going to happen. We tried it. I know we prayed, not gonna happen. And God's in says, dude, I'm an angel of God who stands in God's presence. How dare you challenge me? And Zechariah's like, nope, we've tried it. This is many times. We've already been so disappointed. Don't get our hopes up, not gonna happen. And God's in says, you know what? I'm fed up with you. Shut up. You're not gonna speak anymore. And Zechariah's like, couldn't speak. I want you to notice when Zechariah praised God, after his son was born, when Mary praised God, when she got a promise. True faith is revealed on when you start praising. Everybody praises God when the miracle manifested. Only arrogant, proud, demon-possessed will look at the miracle and say, no, I did it. Normal people, even if you're an atheist, something good happens like, thank God. Oh, sorry, I don't believe in Him, but thank God. Why? Because, or thank goodness, anything. But you're grateful, you express gratitude when the miracle is visible, tangible. Mary's faith, and this is supposed to be our faith, did not wait until baby Jesus walked. When she was pregnant, the Bible says, my soul magnifies God. I don't need to see it to believe it. I don't need to see it to break forth in praise. I can praise God in the middle of waiting. I can praise God in the hallway. Before God opens the door. Before the doctor's report confirms the miracle. The promise of God is a reason for me to praise Him. Come on somebody. 
I know this is Christmas and I gotta act dignified but when I think about what God has done in my life when I think about all the promises he has promised to me when I think about his goodness I gotta take a moment and praise him the Bible says let everything that has breath not complain the Lord but praise the Lord how do you build your faith when you don't see things happen well one you trust in the Holy Spirit number two you let God's Word be what you submit to more than your feelings and number three is you don't wait until you see the miracle to praise God you praise Him while you wait what do you do when your brother is still not saved and you pray for him you know what our sister said today she didn't say I praised God when my brother got saved she says I started to praise God before he got saved I believed in God's promise you may say but what if nothing happens but what if something happens when you're praising God it's like in advance God will show up. He inhabits the praises of His people. He seeks such that worship Him in spirit and in truth. What do you think? God is in heaven over there and He sees a son and a daughter praising Him in spite of what they're going through, in spite of the circumstances not changing and you think He's not going to be different? Complaining attracts demons. Praise attracts God. Complaining to the devil with worship is to God. You can build a platform, a chair, a throne for God to sit in by your praises. That's why when you come to church on Sunday morning, some of you are wasting your opportunity to see a miracle by keeping your mouth shut. see a miracle but not with your hands in your pocket you can see a miracle not by scrolling through Instagram this is an opportunity where the presence comes this is an opportunity where you can in your hallway spiritual hallway begin to experience something in the realm of the spirit instead of spirit of heaviness God wants to give you a garment of praise some of you come as like, oh, I'm too depressed shake the thing off stop on that thing Lift your hands. Oh, I'm not comfortable. You scream at your wife. You scream during traffic. You scream at your favorite football player who didn't catch the ball. Get it, get it, get it. Ah, how could you? You can do Oh, Don't tell me you're not passionate. You are passionate. I just want you to be passionate about Jesus. Come on, somebody give God some praise right now. Come on, those of you in the second sanctuary, get up on your feet and give God some praise right now. Lift up to God a voice of triumph. Clap your hands, all you people. Give God a shout of triumph. I want you to stand. Number four, surround yourself with other pregnant people. The moment, Elizabeth, the moment Mary got a prophecy, the moment Mary got something that never happened before, God's angels told Mary, hey, your relative Elizabeth is pregnant too. In other words, if God's angel comes to you and says, you're going to have a miracle. You know what the next thing he's going to tell you? There's a life group you need to go to. Why? Because there's other pregnant people there. Why they need to go to a life group? 
Because when you're pregnant, you gotta surround yourself with people who don't tell you to abort or miscarry, but who tell you, hey, I got in me what you got inside of you. I'm believing for my father, you're believing for your daughter. I'm believing for my health, I know you're believing for your finances. And so we are in the same boat. We are believers, not feelers. And we will walk by faith. We will not die by sight. You got to surround yourself because if you don't surround yourself with the right people, guess what happens? You're going to surround yourself with people say, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. Naysayers, negative people, toxic people. You will be like the top five people that you surround yourself with. If they're all in debt and nobody wants to get out of debt, you will be in debt too. If they're all overweight, you will be overweight too. If they're all divorced, you will be divorced too. If they visit church casually, you will visit church casually. You got to surround yourself with some Elizabeths. Elizabeths are people who are pregnant with the same thing. Elizabeths are people who are have a vision, the same thing that you have, the passion that you have, the dream. They're not perfect, but they're passionate. You got to go to a life group. You got to connect yourself to a group of people because groups are better than goals. Some of you, your problem, my problem, our problem, our culture tells us if you set a goal, your life will change. But not going to happen. Goals don't change lives. Groups do. The Bible says that good morals are corrupted by a company, not by New Year's resolution. New Year's resolutions don't work if you don't change your environment. You can have a goal to grow bananas in Alaska. It will never happen. You need to change your environment before you can set different goals. You can set goals all you want to. If you don't change your environment, your goals won't work. Because groups create an environment where goals thrive. Oh, come on somebody. That's some good teaching right there. Surround yourself with good people. People that challenge you. If next year you say, man, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to just give you a prophetic word. It's not even a prophetic word, but it's 99% accurate. You will fail. Why? You failed this year, the year before, and the year before. Instead, do this goal. I will make prayer my number one goal. And number two, I will choose my surrounding. I will intentionally go to a small group, but it's not comfortable, it's awkward, I don't know anybody there. No, I'll overcome that. Why? Because a good environment always creates change. That's why some of you experience change when you start coming to church. Something shifted in your life. Don't try to set goals if you don't first set right temperature and the environment in your life. I had a young person came to me yesterday in the coffee shop and said, I want to get my health in order and my finances. What's the secret of being consistent? He's like, I see you're consistent in this area. And I said, I'm going to tell you my secret. It might not be yours, but it's mine. I don't make a goal to be fit. My number one goal is 5 a.m. prayer. That goal helps me to be more fit because after prayer, I go right away to gym or work out. The moment I miss my prayer, I will miss my fitness right away. I said, my prayer is the keystone habit that creates other disciplines. Because God never said, if you go to the gym, all these things will be added to you. He says, if you seek my kingdom. And I said, and if I put the keystone habit first, God helps me with the rest of the disciplines that I still value and very important. And I want to challenge you, make a priority of putting God first. Wake up a little bit earlier. Grab your Bible. Spend time at the feet of Jesus Christ. And choose intentionally to put yourself in an environment where miracles happen. 
Miracles do not happen in the bar. Miracles do not happen in the nightclub. Miracles do not happen in a strip club. They happen in a cell group. They happen in a small group. Go where God is at. Come on, somebody. I said number five. I said five things. Last thing. Despite the supernatural nature of the conception, it does not imply that process won't be painful. Just because Mary got pregnant supernaturally, listen to me very carefully, it did not mean she gave birth to Jesus the next day after she got pregnant. The time was still there, nine months. And when she gave birth to Jesus, she gave birth to Jesus like every woman gives birth to a child. A lot of pain. Just because God starts a supernatural thing, please hear me loud and clear. This does not mean that the process will be painless and fast. God starts the super as a spark. He doesn't overrule your responsibility. If God heals your body, this does not mean that your health will be divine. Health will come as a result of discipline and hard work. If God does a revival in the church and many people come, it does not mean the building and new building is going to be a piece of cake. It's going to be a process and it will be painful. When God delivers you from demons, a joyful day it will be. Walking in your dominion, discipline and discipleship will be a process and it might be painful. If God gives you a miracle money in your mailbox and all of your debts are paid off, I can tell you one thing. Walking in a financial prosperity will be a process and painful. But it's worth it. Why? Because if God starts it, He helps us through it. If you believe that if God's miracle will override your responsibility, you will never have to go through pain, never have to suffer. Your birthing pains will be a piece of cake. Walking for nine months, being pregnant will be, God will just do all of that. No, no, no. God adds super to our natural. That's why it's supernatural. It's His part and your part with Him. God won't do your part, but He wants to partner with you. And it's both of us carrying that load. His yoke is easy, His burden is light. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you are blessed by this message, be sure to subscribe and send it to someone. And don't forget, you can always share it on your social stories. Stay connected with us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more information on internship, prayer line, conferences, and other resources, go to HungryGen.com. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.